Yes, hello. I was wondering if you could play that song again. Hmm, which one, man? The one that goes bee-boo-boo-bop-boo-boo-beep. No, man, you're thinking of bee-boo-boo-bop-boo-boo-bop. And now for the number one song in Bikini Bottom, Electric Zoo. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, the incomparable Daniel Locke, and once again joined by Chris Tobias on a Tuesday morning. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today. Whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com or tuning in after the fact on Transistor.FM, watching us on Eagle Eye TV or listening to our podcast, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a lovely 53 and sunny this fine Tuesday morning, welcoming you into. Compact Discourse, as always, we wish you a most sincere good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you feeling this Tuesday morning? Is it good to be back? It, it is. It feels pretty good. Uh, it said it was 48 outside when I left, but it didn't even feel that cold. I'll, I will second that notion. I think the sun is, is uh, putting in some legwork this morning. Very sunny morning. It's uh, keep it, keeping it warm for us. Indubitably. And I'm also joined by Daniel. Welcome back to the show. Daniel, how are you feeling this morning? Thank you, Jack. Good to be back as always. Feeling pretty good. Not too cold. You know, just getting on that grind of school. Got making a couple it. tests. Yeah, to grind a little bit before the break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get after it and uh, let's do well before we have to get out of here for a week. And Chris, welcome to the show. How are you feeling this uh, this fine Tuesday morning? Hey, I feel fantastic. Had some good mileage this morning and the juices are flowing. Excellent. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you need to correct us, you can go ahead and do so at 334-844-WEGL. That's 334-844-9345. You can also shoot us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U at CDISCAU on Twitter, and we would love to hear from you. We get some great feedback on the show, so we'd love for that to continue. A um, lot going on today here at the station. Uh, we've got, as always, two hours of rock music coming on after Compact Discourse, then followed by your local music for an hour, and then we've got folk music in the afternoon, folk and country, and then, of course, from 5 to 7, one of the best talk-slash-music shows on the airwaves, the Why So Serious show, with the Root Brothers and DJP, and you know, you never know who else will show up for Why So Serious. So that's coming on this evening at 5 p.m., so you are going to want to miss that for fans of the Root Man, or Root Men, I guess I guess we should say. Now there's two of them. So looking forward to that one coming up later on today. Then after that, there'll be pop music and rap music to wrap out the day, as always, is uh, on WEGL. So we're looking forward to that. 
And then we're also getting excited for Weagle Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Of course, I'll have the lineup for you coming up tomorrow morning. So keep it right here on Weagle 91.1, 50 years of student-run radio, and we're still going strong. All right, guys. Um, daylight savings time, making it. It was a little weird when the sun set at 4.15 last night. Yeah, it's always an adjustment every year, but you know you just gotta get through it. And yeah, I, I don't like how it gets dark that early. I wish, yeah, we were, we were out on the green space playing blitz ball, and I really wish we had a little more visibility for that because it was a it was a bit of a struggle trying yeah, to find the zone. That probably would have helped when I couldn't see their knees nor elbows. Swinging at ghosts because it was dark. Yeah, that's the reason. That is the reason, Davis. <laughs> I still hit a bomb when it was dark, so I'm After cool. striking out ten times. Not ten times, one time. All right, missed, all right, big more, shot more, over more there. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. More than that. We'll run it back in the daylight, and then we'll see. Yeah, who's and you'll strike out a few more times. And what with Blitzball. Uh, if you're not familiar with Blitzball, uh, listeners back at home, Blitzball is basically um, baseball, but, but wiffle, wiffle ball. With a ball with a ball that moves a lot more. Yeah, it's like a little plastic little ball that creates a lot of drag, easy to throw, super light, and a plastic blue bat. It's awesome. Uh, that it's is my small. Favorite. I yeah, love it. It's pretty fun. Good little it's like pickup baseball almost. Any field. And you don't need to have like a huge baseball field either, because the ball doesn't really go that far when you bomb it because it's in, intended to create a lot of drag, so you can play in a smaller field too. So, Pretty fun, pretty fun game to pick up, and it's only like, what, 25 bucks for a set of three balls it's on 10 the bat? Bucks. Even less, there you go. So, If you're a big baseball fan, you want to play pickup baseball dineros. and don't want to drop bands on real baseballs or softballs and a bat. How much do you think a baseball is, Chris? $8. It's like three bucks. And? They're pretty cheap, and you can usually find them pretty easily if you just go to a baseball field and look outside the fence. How much is a bat? A bat's it just depends. you can get like twenty bucks for like a wooden bat, twenty five bucks, ten bucks, thirty. Three blitz balls and a bat. I I just think that you baseball is not as expensive as you think it's it is. A glove, irresponsible. If you get a good glove, that's where it gets baseball. That's where it gets expensive. That's leather. Well, that's required for the. You activity. can get a cheap one for like twenty bucks. Still, that is already a twenty plus twenty the costs plus are piling potentially nine dollars if you want the value of the three balls the Blitzball offers. That is forty nine dollars mm-hmm. to play baseball, and that's just for one individual. Say two people, another glove, add another twenty dollars, sixty nine. Or you can just find some in your shed out back that's been there for probably twenty years. Not everyone played baseball, and if I try to put my my, I, I did play baseball as a small child, but if I tried to put on one of those gloves now, I'm pretty sure my regular hand be like, is the size of said glove that I wore as a wee lad way back you when. You can still use it. That, that's besides the point. Davis and I <laughs> always find a way to argue about nothing. but And that's why we're the best on radio. Fun. Discourse. Chris and I are good Compact about at, discourse. Chris and I are good about filling up airtime, arguing about absolutely nothing. <laughs> I found a, a strike zone we could get for for twenty dollars. That's I think that's the one. that's actually just the net, not the strike zone. See, those or are, the other way around. It doesn't come with the net because the nets for those are really expensive. Hmm. Those are accessories. They're not required. I knew there was a catch. But I know I do have the 
the not the recipe, uh, the, the instructions <laughs> to make one. I know, I know how to get it. You just need like PVC pipe and like sheet, like a piece of sheet metal. You got the recipe? I do have the recipe. So we could just go to Home Depot and make one. You have the recipe? I do. All right. Not the blueprints, but the recipe. That's why I said. That's why I said the the instructions after that. Okay, Christopher. You still said this silly thing first. It was so. still funny. It was pretty funny. There's some. There's been some times Good I job, said. Uh, there's been a few times where I said some. There's a word for it. One time I called uh, the current the underwater wind, and I was like, I mean the current, Davis. But I, in a way, think about it. Fish are like flying to like crabs on the ground. Think about that. Crabs can fly. Have you ever caught a crab on a fishing line? It, no. It's crazy. They like they like hold on to it they, with their little pinchers. I've caught a it's, manta ray. It's awesome. I've caught a eel and a stingray one time. I've caught not, not at the same time though. One of my most memorable fishing experiences is when I caught a stonefish. And if you're not familiar with a stonefish, they're called so because they're extremely heavy. Uh, and unbeknownst to me and my friend Ryan, um, one of the most toxic fish in the world. Um, we had it on our, our fishing pole and it was so heinous and the hook was so far in there that we didn't want to touch it. Um, and so we just kind of let this thing wait around in the water for hours while we tried to figure out how to get this stonefish off the line. Uh, the, the ending, uh, was very anticlimactic, but it was a very memorable experience. Did you just cut the line? No, it's, there's a bit more to it. I'll, I'll tell the story later, uh, off the air, but. It was a memorable experience. Down in Florida. Not safe for the airwaves. Florida. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. When we come back, more stories abound and more excitement to be had here on Compact Discourse. I'm hanging out with Chris and Davis and Daniel. we got sports to talk about. we got not sports to talk about. Those are our two topics of conversation here today on the show. So if you're a fan of either of those two things, keep it right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. There's a lot to get to still. We're hanging out with you till 10 a.m. this morning, so keep it right here on The Big 91. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WETL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis, Chris, and Daniel on a Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning means that last night had Monday Night Football as the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Chicago Bears by a final score of 29-27. to Chicago was uh, held out of the end zone for three quarters but managed to get three touchdowns in the fourth to make this a uh, pretty close game. And uh, Pittsburgh gets the go-ahead field goal to get their ninth point of the fourth quarter. But Chicago's 65-yarder comes up just short at the end of the game. And uh, that's that as the Bears fall to 3-6 and six, and the Steelers improve to 5-3. and three. Justin Fields was playing in this one. He was 17-29 of 29 for 291 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And that was Monday Night Football. Uh, we did not watch the game because uh, we were doing bonding with the Weagle crew, uh, which I think is much better than what is generally a lackluster to, to, performance uh, on Monday night. Mid-teams going at it on a primetime game. Quite impressive to blow a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter, something that I wish 
Texas A&M would have done on Saturday. Am I right, guys? Uh, yeah. 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 This guy gets it. Uh, Jack, did you talk about the, the A&M experience yesterday? Not at nauseum. I didn't want to bore everybody. Fair enough. Boom. Mostly Alex. I didn't, he didn't let me. He didn't let me get it in. Yeah. Sadly. Alex. Alex has a way of going. But if you'd like to share some anecdotes, I think I think it'd be would be worthwhile. Okay. Um, first off, um, first impressions. Campus is kind of ugly. There are individual buildings that are nice, right? Like the architecture building, Jack, if you would agree, had that really fancy gate-like door. looked like a Harry Potter situation. Yep. Uh, the Corps of Cadets area was pretty cool. I'm a sucker for school traditions, so seeing all this stuff, the statues, the uh, reveille that they do, uh, they had a little Corps of Cadets museum. That was neat. I liked that a lot. Um, and Texas A&M is littered with just traditions everywhere. We stumbled upon a statue of an architect and a dog that was covered in pennies. Um, so I'm assuming that is another tradition that we just don't know about. Um, game was boring, obviously, but the crowd, man, A&M crowd, better than the Penn State whiteout in my opinion. They were just going at it the whole time, and it was because of those yell leaders. Are you guys familiar with the yell leaders? Mm -hmm. Those guys must be like kings. Because they were just dancing and going at it the whole time. Uh, and the crowd was really getting into it. Hearing 109,000 people, you know, sing and dance. This dance that they do every time was was super impressive. Um, they practice them. They do. They do the yell the, the night before. We did not go because we were sleepy. But uh, Jack and myself, we did not go. But, you know, it probably would have been pretty cool to go to. The people of A&M... Are great, love them. Had some of the best interactions with uh, other school people uh, that I've had all year. Uh, going to every away game, Jack, would you agree with that? Yes, <laughs> I think they were very nice and went out of their way to be nice. Yes, people they would did. would stop us to be nice. They'd be like, "Welcome to Aggieland. Hope you have a wonderful time. Have a good game." And then they would they would like grab our arm to stop us and tell us that. Let me shake your hand. Way. Let me shake your hand. They were plotting something. They wanted you to feel at home. Well, it worked because a lot of the interactions we had and then afterwards going downtown and getting amazing uh, birria tacos, uh, those were absolutely fire, amazing. And then uh, meeting a bunch of colorful characters. Uh, shout out to the guy from Oregon that doesn't actually go to A&M. Him and his buddies just go to a random college game every year and we happened to stumble upon them as they endeavored to A&M um, but yeah good times so thank you A&M for the hospitality um, best of luck I hope you lose this week and I hope we went out so we have a chance to win the West heck yeah more that's, eagle that's my comment on A&M if anyone was interested at all that's good good information um, I think, yeah, it might be worth, worth looking at the SEC West standings at, that, at this point. As it stands, Alabama currently in the lead as they did not lose to, um, did not lose to LSU over the weekend, sadly. But they are sitting at 5-1 and one as a conference record. 
Texas A&M sitting at four and two. They still have one conference game left to play, I believe, or two conference games left to play, I believe, at LSU and at Ole Miss. And then Auburn is sitting three and two right behind them. Of course, they still have a couple conference games to play as well, including Mississippi State, South Carolina, and of course Alabama. Alabama has just two conference games as well. They have. Uh, Arkansas coming up, and they also have the Iron Bowl on the 27th. So, most likely path to Atlanta for the Auburn Tigers is A&M losing to Ole Miss this weekend in Oxford, and Auburn winning their next two conference games, culminating in an Iron Bowl victory. And that would, of course, punch the Auburn Tigers' ticket to Atlanta, but they're going to need some help from the running Rebels of Ole Miss. Maybe they can... They can... uh... Help us out further after losing to us last or two weeks ago now at this point. So there's still a chance. Hold on, Auburn Tiger fans. There's still a chance that we make it to Atlanta to get our revenge on those darned Georgia Bulldogs who are looking more beatable by the week. Although if you don't get the jump on them early on, they will absolutely run away with it, as we've seen. Surprised that they struggled against Missouri for the first, what was it, two quarters? Yeah, quarter and a half. Quarter and a half, still. Too long. Too long. Florida makes sense. They're a bit more respectable, or were until last Saturday, where they got routed by the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that if we get the jump on them, they'll be beatable. Or whoever shows up from the West, I should say. Yes. Whoever does show up from the West. Because there's, yeah, plenty of contenders at this juncture. Hopefully that team wears navy blue and orange. That would be more than optimal, I would say. Ideal. Ideal even. situation. More than ideal, even. It would be pretty fantastic to come back from the depths to make an appearance and then win in Atlanta? Hopefully. We need some help. That's so if right. we were to win in Atlanta, where do you all think we would end up? Depending on how convincing it is, um, anywhere from like playoff to not even New York Six Bowl. <laughs> Would this be the first situation where an SEC team does not make the playoffs, or would Georgia losing in the championship just knock them to fourth? It would depend on how close it was. I mean, if it was like 21-20, I think you can't keep Georgia out of the playoff for that. I but. think I think that it, it would reignite the argument of extending the, the playoffs because how fair would it be to lose your championship but still make the playoffs? That would be so unfair that they should probably never, ever – make a team do that ever ever again <laughs> they should never do that no but they should they have, i think that would further the argument of extending the playoffs um so we do of course have a new ap poll georgia still sitting on top of that one uh pittsburgh back being ranked in the ap i know it gets a bit confusing down the stretch because you have two different rankings who presume who unbelievably are so disparate in the in their different rankings that they're hard to keep track of who's ranked where. Um, but in the AP poll, we'll get a new college football playoff poll tonight. Currently, it's sitting at Pittsburgh, Louisiana, Penn State, Coastal Carolina, NC State, Wisconsin is your 20 through 25. Iowa, Baylor, Houston, Auburn, UTSA is 21 through 15. BYU, Wake Forest, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State is uh, 15 through 10. And then your top 10 or top nine is Michigan, 
Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oregon, your college football playoff would be Oklahoma, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Georgia. That's your AP poll. But we'll see. I mean, AP poll doesn't matter. It's the college football playoff poll that matters, and that comes out tonight. Nice. We'll see if uh, UTSA has snuck into that fourth playoff spot yet, and uh, we'll see what else has shaken up, including maybe uh, Iowa falling off the back of the poll after another underwhelming performance in the Big Ten. So all that and more will be coming out tonight. Auburn also has their first men's basketball game for real tonight. That's going to be against Moorhead State, 7 p.m. in Auburn Arena. Line forms at 4 p.m. if you're a student. Gates open at 5.30, so get excited for that one. The Auburn Jungle will be there. Jacob Hillman and the likes of the rest of the Jungle crew will be there to facilitate and get everybody hype for the game. So if you're a student, come on out to Auburn Arena tonight. Have your mobile Tiger card ready, and uh, let's get loud. Be part of the loudest war of the country. We'll be talking about that and more on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, Daniel Locke on the haunted camera, as always, and Chris Tobias with no camera, as it was stolen by our friends over at the hockey team. But we shall overcome, and we shall prevail. And we will get to your Auburn weather report, as it is now the bottom of the hour. Currently in Auburn, Alabama, it is... 56 degrees and sunny. It's warming up as the sun continues to burn off that morning cold. Uh, afternoon temp's going to get up to 70 today. It's a little warmer than yesterday. Partly cloudy as well. So find that shade if it's a little too balmy for you in your uh, in your mini layers. High of 75 today. Low of 47. So very about a 30 degree range it could be depending on sun or shade. Overnight temp is going to be 50 degrees. Very little chance of rain, but there still is one as we'll have some clouds rolling in we're talking sub five we're looking ahead in the week to a pretty similar day tomorrow a little more cloud cover but not that much more it will be a little bit warmer high a low of 55 tomorrow and then on thursday we are looking at some showers coming in however it will be a beautiful weekend including a bit of a chilly saturday as your high is only 56 degrees for the game against mississippi state on saturday so look forward to that deal with a little rain on thursday and get ready for a beautiful autumn weekend here on the plains today your sun is going to set at 4:44, one minute earlier than it did yesterday uh very negligible wind and 74 percent humidity clear skies and a 10 mile visibility so um if you stand on top of the haley center you could probably see pretty much all six counties we broadcast to here on wegl and that is going to be your Auburn weather report for November the 9th, 2021. For Eagle weather. And with that, we're going to jump right back into things. We talked about the AP poll, college football, and uh, a whole lot more previously in the show. So we will jump right back into things. Um, the NBA season is uh, really uh, hitting its stride, I think. Steph Curry dropped 50 points, including the first 13 points of the game as the Warriors defeated the Hawks last night. So the NBA is uh, doing their thing, I guess. Davis? I, I haven't watched any games this year so far. Is it, are you becoming weary and jaded? I mean, I still love the, I still love basketball, I still love the NBA, but, you know, I just haven't really been watching sports in general besides Auburn this year because I've gone to the games, obviously. That's fair enough. Um, 
I know you guys were watching a, a fight last night. Is that right? We watched, or the other night, Hillman and I Yo- did Jokic. watch the... No, I mean, oh, like, Jokic. Yeah, Jokic and uh, Markeith Morris got into it a little bit, yeah. Markeith Morris, uh, infamous kind of fake tough guy or a real tough guy i guess he's pretty tough he's tough but it, it's, he plays it up a little bit though it's unnecessary he's like patrick beverly where it's just like come on man just what are you doing uh Jokic got sick of it and pushed morris to the floor i'm 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 curious to hear what comes of it because apparently morris needed to be brought off of the court on a stretcher but if you look at the video uh yeah it's a heavy shove but it doesn't seem like at any point his head makes contact with the ground or anything. So I'm I'm curious what it's more of a precautionary thing at that point. I feel like yeah, if probably. If someone hits the ground and is having trouble getting up, you still just bring the stretcher out just in case. I, I'm curious what comes of it though. Jokic is probably going to get suspended, but I think it was more of a mental thing, you know, like a like a morale victory for the Nuggets to finally just like be done with it, but. Obviously, that won't be worth it if it has effects on Morris's health. Um, but you know, sometimes tempers flare and things spill over, and stuff like that can happen. Maybe we'll have another Malice of the Palace sometime soon. Maybe, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully but, not. Uh, if you're in if the there audience, is gonna be one, I want to be there for <laughs> yeah. it. If you're in the audience, prepare for a grand old time. Don't throw any water at people, or you'll get leveled. Or you might not. You might. Someone else might in your stead. Yeah, it's true. You, ever, you think Ron Artest ever apologized to that guy he punched on? He pu- I, that he I, punched. I think he did because he did. He reinvented his whole thing, and he's a world, met a world guy peace. Guy that's yeah. true. And he made, and he was a musical artist for a little bit. He, uh, he had a song on Two K. He was on Celebrity Big Brother a couple years back, <laughs> and I remember he uh, elected to leave the house voluntarily because. Uh, he missed his wife really bad, and he's Aww. just a big family guy now. So he was like, "I don't want to do this. I'm gonna." Leave he's him. a what? He's a big family guy now. Oh, <laughs> no more punching people for Ron. It seems today. NBA you know, scoreboard uh, from Monday night: the Bulls defeated the Nets 118 to 95. The T Wolves lost to the Grizzlies in overtime, 125-118. The Pels fell to the Mavericks, 108-92. The Nuggets ended up winning that game uh, where Markeith Morris got hit 113-96. to The Suns defeated the Kings 109-104. to And in overtime, the Los Angeles Showtime Lakers defeated Chris's Charlotte Hornets 126-123. to there, there are individual victories there, but I think the Hornets are starting to slide, which I don't like. Taking a look at the top eight in the East, it goes Sixers, Heat, Bulls, Wizards, Cavs, Nets, Knicks, Raptors. Interesting shakeup there. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are a bit of a disappointment after winning, uh, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Uh, they are sitting at four and seven and way out of the playoff picture. In the West, you got the Golden State Warriors. They're nine and one, boasting the best record in the NBA. Followed by the Jazz, Mavericks, Suns, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Clippers, and Lakers, rounding out the one through eight spots in the West. The Pelicans with the worst record right now in the NBA, uh, somehow worse than the Rockets because they played an extra game. Uh, one and ten and one and nine are the Rockets and Pelicans, respectively. Not respectively. Conversely, Pelicans are one and ten. I have a question to pose to Davis. 
not really to Davis, to everyone here, but mostly to Davis because I know he's probably going to have the most colorful reaction to it, um, for for better or worse. But Whoa! the the Hawks, um, pretty good last year, uh, not so good this year. Do you think that there's more to their performance and how they're lackluster? Uh, and how do you feel about Trey Young's comments about how he's already sick of the regular season and just wants to get to the playoffs? Is that a is that a practice? We talk about practice type situation, or is that a you think he's losing it and he's starting to get a little entitled to something? Uh, first of all, for the practice thing, I am a defender for of Allen Iverson in that moment because. Uh, that moment's completely misunderstood and kind of misconstrued. It is a funny moment to point to. Practice? We're talking about practice? But, I mean, like, have you seen the full video of that? Uh, I'm just saying that. I, I, I want to I, I I state he, for the record here too. that I defend Allen Iverson in this one. I, I think that he has a point to that, personally. Well, it's know. also, they were, he was talking, he was a press conference about his friend that died, and they started asking about practice. And he was like, what are y'all talking about? That's just for the record. But I do think that, uh, first of all, you got to make the playoffs first, Trey Young. I think the Hawks are kind of getting to the spot where they might be a perennial playoff per, uh, team. Obviously, they still have to make it. But, you know, uh, I can kind of get where he's coming from because the playoffs are obviously a lot more high stakes, a lot more uh, high energy as well. Uh, so you have to play 82 games to get there just to play your most important games. I can kind of get where he's coming from, but I, I would say you have to make the playoffs first. The uh, I, I, I feel a bit... Like, I don't know, you champion the players like Kobe Bryant who, you know, look at every game like it's the most important game they've ever played, which you should because his work ethic is ridiculous and insane. You look at guys like LeBron, Steph Curry, all the, uh, even Giannis Antetokounmpo of recent years um, who have just been all about the grind. Uh, and then for him to say something like that as someone who is a rising star still rising i wouldn't call him a superstar yet maybe in the city of it or i would say in the city of atlanta he is but overall there are still better players in the nba but to to hear something like that where he's not really at the level where he's earned that i, I don't know how i feel about that but then again i don't know if my opinion really matters to him or anyone yeah so. it, it doesn't <laughs> for the record he doesn't care about what we're saying at all and and to uh to clarify um <clears throat> to clarify on the quote, the quote was, I think guys are learning that we're no longer the hunters. It's regular season. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot more boring than a playoffs. You got to find that motivation to play like the playoffs. That was the full quote. So uh, maybe looking too much into it, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see down the line how they rally. And they're going to need to rally. They want to get back to the playoffs, as are the Milwaukee Bucks, both the both participants of the Eastern Conference Finals from last year are sitting out of the top eight in the Eastern Conference. Bucks sitting at four and six, Hawks sitting at four and seven. Like I said, so strange times in the NBA. The Heat players convened in the lo- in the in the hallway outside the Nuggets locker room, trying to go find Jokic, but the security wasn't Where let is him he? In. They were like they were like just standing there. It was like the the Rockets game a couple years back, the yeah. Rockets Clippers game. That was legendary with the secret tunnel. Let us so in, much, let us in. So much came of that game. That was a crazy game. That was a crazy game. If you're not familiar, just look up a 
Chris Paul on the Rockets, uh, the Rockets Clippers game. Like, what was that? 2017. Uh, 2018. Probably more 2018. Yeah. Oh no. Good. Or 2019. Funny, funny time. I mean, it's probably 2019 or no 2018. The whole debacle was pretty hilarious, but uh, everything that came of it. But it started with a a fight on the uh, court. Blake Griffin so. was so scared. <laughs> there was a secret tunnel. Yeah. I want to. I want to see that secret tunnel. How secret is it? It, it was like a tunnel from the Clippers, uh, like visiting room to the nearby hotel, and it reminds me of it's always the sunny. always sunny episode where they try to sneak into the World <laughs> Series by going to the visiting team's hotel because Charlie claims there is a tunnel that leads to the visitors' and they get stuck room. in the in the in the closet. Great show. Oh, Funny episode. It's a good episode. Good episode. He gets beat up by the Philly fanatic. He does get beat up by the Philly the phonetic, fanatic. as it is in the, the show. Phonetic. They call it the phonetic, and they also change his appearance because they could not get the Philly fanatic to. Oh, I wish that'd be so. On. Imagine a real Philly fanatic beating up Charlie Day on Always Sunny. <laughs> Funny for them to call him the phonetic because it's like the pronunciation, you know. Mm. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Pretty good joke. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. When we come back, it looks uh, the NBA may have a little different look on the court this season as they are celebrating the 75th anniversary. And we've already started to see some of these City Edition jerseys start cropping up, including the Warriors and Sixers wearing those. So we might just talk about a few of those on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. This is WEGL-FM Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on <clears throat> WETL 91.1, Auburn's home for student-run radio since 1971, 50 years now. Speaking of anniversaries, as Weagle celebrates its 50-year of existence, the NBA celebrates its 75th year of existence. And as a result of that, the uh, all 30 clubs have rolled out a new and unique and exciting remix City Edition jersey to go along with the celebration for the 75th anniversary. The idea with this one is that they all uh, contain elements of past uniforms from every era of the NBA, integrated, all rolled into one bundle. Sometimes awesome, sometimes garishly ugly. And uh, we're here to tell you which ones are which. Um, So one that I saw on the court last night was the Philadelphia 76ers. They were wearing their... Interesting city edition uniform, if I can find it. Oh, yes, they're alphabetically last because their name starts with a seven. Um, so the Philadelphia Sixers were wearing their kind of navy blue, which is an interesting color for the Sixers. Um, and they, uh, they, uh, they called the Spectrum Center their home for 30 seasons between 1967 and 1996. And uh, as they're paying homage to that by having the Spectrum logo on the side of the uniforms. It's kind of like an old Kodak-looking rainbow type uh, design. So that's pretty cool. Um, They also have the vintage Sixers script that they used in the 70s that is very, very 70s. If if you've seen it, it is uh, very evocative of the graphic design style of the time. And I think these are pretty good. I just, uh, I like the the use of the the navy blue which is not something you traditionally see in a uh, in a Sixers color scheme being used so i think it's pretty cool these these are a winner 
Sorry, Davis. I'm not that big a fan of them personally. I mean, I don't love them. It's definitely not better than their regular look, but I feel like of all the ways you could have gone, this is a this is a win overall. Not to sound too much like Alex when he was complaining about Tennessee having the black uniforms. I just don't see why the uh, – I'm not a big fan of the, the rainbow when they've never had anything. I know it's the logo spectrum, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not a fan, big fan of any of these jerseys from the 75th anniversary, to be honest. Even yeah. the last one. Overall, this kind of seems like a like a fumbled opportunity, but I'm trying trying to find some positive in it. Um, something, uh, Davis. I know you said you had a little you had a little thing a, a nice thing to say about the Miami Heat uniforms, uh, which are the ones that were featured in that that fight last night with Markeith Morris. If uh, you were able to watch a clip of that, these are the Heat uniforms we're talking about. Miami Heat went all in on the mashup with this this kidnapper's ransom note style design incorporating letters from several Miami Heat uniforms over the years for the team's wordmark player numbers and on the shorts note the multicolored Heat logo on the shorts as well which features every color the club has used in the past Miami might win the award for most obscure random element here with a gold trim around the jersey and shorts being a nod to the security rope used after their 2013 NBA championship that uh, uh, that journalism coming courtesy of SportsLogos.net, who has done a great broadcast of all of the NBA jerseys so far, and you know every jersey in general. So that is uh, the Miami Heat logo, which yes, it does look a lot like a serial killer's ransom note, or the Are You With That logo, if you mm, will. Yeah. Also, uh, it's been said to look like a serial killer's ransom note. Okay. So, so I think there's there's a there's a fine distinction there. Uh, it basically combines every word mark they've used in the past, be it those Miami Vice jerseys from back in the day. I say that back in the day, uh, 2018, um, or the uh, LeBron era heat, or even those uh, Art Deco uniforms they wore during the LeBron era. Um, all of that has come together. It's black. It is colorful. It is uh, everything Miami stands for, and it is back on the heat uniforms. So uh, check these out if you uh, haven't already. They also have their three NBA championships on the like the. It's not a the belt buckle because it's a pair of athletic shorts, but where the, where the belt buckle would be. They are the most customizable as well because the players got to choose what font they wanted for the letters on each of theirs. See, that's cool. I'm kind of coming around to these. Uh, they they grow on you. I think they looked good on in on, like in play. They just look kind of goofy. I feel like black looks good on, on against the hardwood. It does. It looks very good. That's why the Heat's lo- uh, jerseys are always really good. They have the the main black one, then they had the juxtaposition of the Miami Vice, like the neon blue that everybody really loved. But then I think they kind of rode that one out too long. They, yeah, the Miami Vice jersey, they kind of lost the plot with. They just made the same thing five years in a row yeah. and acted like it was the best thing since sliced bread. It was pretty good first year. That was pretty revolutionary. Hey, you know what's funny about that? Get out of town, Buster Brown. Oh, he's wearing it. Shame. He's wearing it. This is audio medium, so we had to. Oh my gosh, he's wearing it. He's, like, he's wearing oh, the thing. He's wearing the, the thing. Miami he's Vice wearing it. The shirt we were talking about is on his body. Crazy. For those of you not watching on our YouTube live stream, Legal ninety one one on YouTube, you can check that out. Um, I think the last one we will talk about. Let's see. Well. A lot of them are boring and the, or ugly. I don't know what the Warriors were wearing last night. It was it was blue. It was like that was their other one. That's their, their other their, alternate. Their Philly Warriors one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like those a lot. The Spurs one's pretty clean, in my opinion. I was actually just saying that I don't like the Spurs I'm one. I'm not a big fan Uh-oh. of Spurs because one. it it features the green, pink, and white. Uh, but then it has the it still has the new logo, 
and it's, it's just the the black and gray to. new that's, that's logo. That's the whole thing of it, though. It but just, it looks so. I, it doesn't look good. good. But like I the ideas, you okay. combine all the things from the other uniforms. I I will I will say that I wish the the logo had changed colors to match the uh, the old color scheme. If yeah. You, if you had put Spurs not in black and silver, but rather Dallas Chaparral's colors. Yeah. It's like it's like if you ABA just, reference. It's like if you just like. Somebody just photoshopped the logo on this generic white uniform. It it just I don't like, I don't think it looks good. I, yeah, I w- and then the the on the pants as well. You have the Spurs logo in 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 black and white rather than the the very colorful uh, choice. I mean, it looks it looks like the Flint Tropics. If I'm being honest with you, pretty pretty nice color scheme. I, th- I think it's also worth noting that for the first time in history, the Hornets have a bad jersey. Yep. I think we've talked about first time before. in Hornets history. First time in Hornets history. Bobcats don't count. We don't talk about the Bobcats. This is our house. It's everybody's house. You 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 four and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I do believe they ended up Golden only winning story. nine games that season. But it is embarrassing to be one of the nine losses to the Char- Charlotte. You know, Bobcats. even though it's plain, I really like the Thunder one. The I will have to look at the white one. White. I hope it's, you don't. I hope you don't fall into the the stands and get ketchup on you because it's not coming out. Um, I don't know. None of these are really sticking out. They all are are just the same as old jerseys. Which I, I, that's the, again, yeah. I get the point, but like, you know, I would just like to see a season where they just revert back to the '90s uniforms for like two games. I want to see where they do the nicknames on the back of their jersey again. Birdman. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, just Birdman? Yeah. He's retired, so. I know, but still, pretty funny. All right. Wow. The Bobcats have had a lot of terrible uniforms. Bobcats, Bobcats were, were terrible god awful. They did give us Kemba Walker, who will forever have a very special place in my heart, but the Bobcats, they were just awful, just atrocious. Easily one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in NBA probably the history. worst sports franchise just ever. Like if you consider their history or lack thereof, and on on court performance or lack thereof, I think if you combine those two together, yeah, when your second best franchise player is Amika Okafor, <laughs> yeah, and you get to at least we we brought back the buzz, uh, and then we got a little bit better, and then purple shirt guy happened and. We have not seen the playoffs since. So, if you're not familiar with Purple Shirt Guide, it's an infamous tale of Charlotte Hornets lore, which I I applore you to look up if you are a Heat fan, because it'll make you feel really warm and fuzzy inside, but it makes me feel awful. You're cursed. The curse of the Purple Shirt. The curse of the Purple Shirt you're Guy. Be like, <laughs> Whatever you do, don't haggle players on the court, please. Haggle? That's not the right word. Is that not the haggle? Hey, Dwayne Wade, word. I'll I'll buy <laughs> that jersey for eight dollars. Yeah, that's haggle. Haggling. Sorry, yeah, haggle. See, you're trying to buy something earlier. Phone. Earlier, Davis, I was gonna say that I am notorious for being just adjacent to the right thing to say. Oh, that sounds and like some, that sounds a, like me. I know because we're the same person, but that is a perfect example of saying haggle rather than heckle. Hey, Dwayne Wade, <laughs> I'll trade you my purple shirt. Yeah, if you lose the game. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. This is hilarious. Yeah, infamous purple shirt guy. Thanks. Quality content indeed. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. And when we come back, I know Davis and Chris are excited to talk about Spider-Man, which comes out in December. So if you are a fan of Marvel movies or just Spider-Man fan of Through the Lens, I know they've talked about it. And 
think they're going to talk about it in the future. Plenty of Spider-Man fans here in the booth this morning. So, new Spider-Man movie coming out later on next month. So, keep it right here on WEGL 91.1. These guys know a lot more about it than I do. So, we'll be talking about that and a lot more on the second hour. We'll be back in about five minutes with the rest of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Streaming live on WEGLFM.com or however you may be joining us today. Thank you for spending your Tuesday morning hanging out with us here on WEGL, Auburn's home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Hart, as always, joined by Davis Carroll, Daniel Locke, and Chris Tobias on a Tuesday morning. It is the ninth day of the 11th month of the year Hanging out with you here as we uh, have two weeks left until we got to get out of here for a week to uh, celebrate <laughs> the holidays. And uh, when we return, there will be just a few more shows, and then we got to get out of here for a couple more weeks until we'll be back with you at the first of the year. So it's really winding down, snuck up on us indeed. And we will be savoring each and every moment of it as we head down the stretch. I want to thank everybody for listening. This morning, I want to remind you, you can still tweet at us at CDiscAU. If there's anything we say that you have any opinion on, I'd like us to hear. You can also call in at 334-844-9345. We'd love to hear from you there as well. We'd be happy to field your call. Um, plenty of excitement coming up later on this week. We're going to have a Wiggle Wednesday tomorrow. we got the Why So Serious show coming on at 5 p.m. tonight. So just uh, keep the dial right here on WEGL 91.1. And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy the content we're producing this week. All right, with that, we're going to jump right back into some movie news. Novus is not through the lens, but I think it's uh, it's worth talking about indeed. As uh, we are just uh, this is, this is one of the first topics we ever talked about on Compact Discourse this uh, semester, and that is the new Spider-Man movie coming out in December. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know much too too much about it other than it's coming out. So. Uh, what's the crux of this? Is it still Marvel? It is Marvel, but Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, so they kind of have the final say of what happens with them. But they've given Kevin Feige, the guy who like makes the Marvel movies, the producer of all of them, he's they've kind of let him do what he thinks is right, so that he can fit into the MCU because they're making a, money too. Because he's a genius, he knows what he, he knows what he's doing. Say what you want. I about have issues the MCU, with the Marvel movies, but, but I, I have respect for Kevin Feige doing it, doing it in a good way, and knowing what he's doing. But uh, yeah, so there was the there was the Spider Verse cartoon that came out in like 2018, was it? Somewhere around then, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. That uh, like that. that really introduced introduced uh, the multiverse. They didn't introduce it; it was already kind of a thing. But it in movie form to the mainstream audience. Yeah, and it was um, it's an amazing movie. I love that movie. One of my favorite Spider, probably top two favorite Spider Man movie for me. Hot take. Uh, but then there was a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of rumblings, a lot of talk about making a live action version with all the three Spider Men that we have seen on screen, that being Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and now Tom Holland. And then they announced No Way Home was going to be a multiverse movie, and then they obviously showed in the trailer it was going to have Doc Ock, Electro, and Green Goblin. Well, it started when there were rumors that Alfred Molina had been casted in No in No Way Home, and people were like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. He's from Raimi's Spider-Man. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm in that movie. And he was like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. 
And then Jamie Foxx did the same Jamie thing. Jamie Foxx posted like, about it. He's like, I can't wait to work with like, my friends again. He was like, I'm Electro again, guys. And then an hour, like 24 hours later, he deleted the post. But he just blatantly said it. And everyone was like, Electro, Dr. Octopus, is this a multiverse movie? And then, you know, it ended up being true. So that's that's where we're at now is uh, we got Green Goblin, Doc Ock, um, Electro and the tr- the poster that was released yesterday all but confirmed that Sandman from the Raimi trilogy is all but in it with the presence of a lot of sand, which, you know, to the average viewer might say, um, why would that be relevant at all to the movie poster, Chris? Well, as a very big Spider-Man fan, both in uh, the visual and um, written mediums, um, the presence of sand when Spider-Man is around is pretty relevant, especially when it's prominent on your movie poster. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll take that bet. Well, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx, the post that he made also had all three Spider-Man on it, looking at a, a a sky with his eyes in it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, so I mean, like he pretty much confirmed it, but technically, it's not confirmed that Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire is gonna be in it. I hope that they don't tell anyone until the movie comes out. Even Andrew Garfield's been denying it pre-vehemently. Well, he he's gonna look so silly. When Toby he's Maguire in it. has not. I've heard anything from. No, Toby Maguire actually straight up said that he was in the movie at one point. Did he? He he was walking around in New York, and a fan asked him like, "Are you in the new Spider-Man movie?" And he was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> he just doesn't care at this point. Which love love the guy. Um, Davis, you want to talk about the leaked images from today? Yeah, there was uh there was some new leaked images. There's been a lot recently. There's obviously the one where Andrew Garfield's like on the scaffolding, which was and you saw a video of him talking too, but you don't know what he's saying. Chris didn't believe that one, but I feel like that one's pretty definitive. You can't really fake someone talking that well unless it's a really good deep fake, and even then it's pretty noticeable. I've seen some convincing deep fakes. I have too, but that one like it I'm pretty that one's in four K. That one's real. But, uh, yeah, the new photos today we saw, I saw Chris, it was a picture of Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire, and uh, Tom Holland all in their Spider-Man uniforms or costumes, not uniforms, with their masks off, standing, like, looking over the city on a piece of scaffolding, which looked pretty convincing to me. The lighting looked really good. And it did look like the set of the leaked Andrew yes. Garfield video, which I thought was interesting. interesting. The other one intrigues me a lot because it is happy... Aunt May and Peter Parker sitting around the table with none other than everyone's favorite resident blind lawyer, Matt Murdock mm-hmm. from the Daredevil Netflix series, which if you have not watched Daredevil on Netflix, go watch it. It is amazing. It's a fantastically written, choreographed show. There's so much action, very intriguing plot lines. If you have not watched the Daredevil movies, it was by far the best that Netflix had to offer in terms of Marvel. And the first season actually made a lot of references to the first Avengers movie. They don't directly, um, you know, say it by name, but there's a few lines like where uh, Wilson Fisk and a bunch of other criminals are standing around and he's like, uh, they're talking about Daredevil and he's like, so what? Put a few crazies with masks on. They destroy a few city blocks, and we all get the profit. You know, like stuff like that, and little newspaper clippings in the background. So, it was implied that Murdoch was in the MCU, but I don't think he was ever meant to. He's been rumored to be in this movie for a while too. But this is the first real leak we have of him. Yeah, and also the conversations with Charlie Cox have become more and more 
um, I guess, hinting at the fact that he is returning because they've asked him if he would come back for another Daredevil, and he would be like, he said, uh, it would depend on the stories that they tell. I hope that with the direction that Marvel's going and the growing audience, they allow the Daredevil show to remain rated R because I think that that helps to ground him as this raw, rough fighter as opposed to his superhero. I mean, he's just a straight-up brawler, um, and I hope that they bring that into the MCU. They might bring the Punisher in, too. It, if they if, if they bring back... I mean, the, the Netflix shows were just perfectly casted. If they bring back Matt Murdock, they have to bring back Joe, uh, Joe Bernthal as John the Punisher. Bernthal. John Bernthal, sorry. John Bernthal as the Punisher. He was a good Punisher. Uh, and, you know, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage... Only one that I think you can recast is uh, Danny Rand, Iron Fist. Yeah, because, Iron Fist was kind of uh, he was that was the that was the not a good choice. But everyone else, you got to bring back. I mean, they just killed it in their roles. Uh, and if you bring back Matt Murdock, you got to bring back the rest. We'll see how it goes. It's it's shaping up to be a good movie. It is alleged that Wilson Fisk will be the bad guy of the Hawkeye show, but. I don't know sure how much how much there is to that. I think he might be. If they bring guys, Vincent D'Onofrio, that mm-hmm. would be a legendary. Interesting. So they just, make James Gandolfini the new. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, We're just right. five short weeks away from all these questions and more being answered by Spider-Man No Way Home coming out on December 17th. So uh, look forward to that. I think Through the Lens is going to be having an amazing Spider-Man special coming up to get hype for it indeed all right so get uh put that on your radar and uh get excited just five weeks away from that coming out and i'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about regarding that in the future so keep it right here on wegl 911 i got davis chris and daniel hanging out with me this morning plenty more to get to we'll be hanging out with you till 10 so keep it right here on weagle is WEGL-FM Auburn. Welcome back to Havoc Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Chris Tobias and Daniel Locke, hanging out with you on a Tuesday morning. We are coming at you live from the Harold Melton Student Center here on the campus of Auburn University where it is a pretty nice autumn day outside as we are winding down the semester. Believe it or not, it feels like it just started, but uh, plenty of excitement still to be had here on the Plains. Um, got basketball tipping off tonight against Moorhead State. Yeah, let's go, boys. So, so. excited. That is going to be awesome. Daniel, are you uh, thinking about coming tonight? Oh, um, I wouldn't say thinking about it. I know I'm going to be there. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So excited to be a part of the jungle for the first time. I've been waiting on this oh, since my yeah. junior year of high school. You haven't been to the jungle before. No, You've I've never been not. to the Man. jungle. I mean, I've been as a regular fan. Right, right. No, right. no, no. It's not the same. No, no. I'm not, I'm not making the argument that it is. I fully agree. But I'm so excited. First time. It's going to be so much fun. I've been waiting on this for years. Yeah, this is the first full-capacity game since March 4th, 2020, if you can believe that. I was at that game. Yeah, I was wow. too. Heartbreaker. Um, but let's not get that. let that get our spirits down. 
You no. uh, was that Kentucky or that was Texas A&M. A&M? It was the only home game we lost that year. Shame that broke a decently long streak. All right, you can go to auburntigers.com slash jungle. It'll take you right to the jungle page. At the top, it has the jungle. What is the jungle? Join the jungle. Uh, it has you um, everything you need to know how to get into a men's basketball game, all the rules and regulations, you know, backpacks not, backpacks not allowed, all that stuff. You can meet the jungle leadership team, including Jacob Hillman of WEGL and Compact Discourse. You can also meet Michael Floyd, who is one of the most passionate Auburn fans on campus. Uh, you can also sign up to get your official Jungle t-shirt. I got mine yesterday. They look pretty cool. Uh, there's going to be plenty of Jungle shirt giveaways throughout the year, but we need you have to, to have you on our official roster, and you can do that by joining the Jungle Forum, which is at the very bottom of auburntigers.com slash jungle. There's also a map of Auburn Arena if you have not been to um, – Auburn Arena to as a student uh, where you need to line up to get into the game. Uh, line formation officially begins at 4 p.m. The door, gates will open at 5:30 and the tip-off will be at 7 against Moorhead State. Moorhead State is in Kentucky, I think, from my cursory research, right up there with uh, Murray State. Kentucky really can't figure out what a state is. They have a lot of schools named that up there. Um, but, yeah, uh, after a what I heard was a bit of a harrowing performance in the exhibition game, Auburn's going to look to bounce back and get a big win against Moorhead State to open up the season, go 1-0 and in our home barn, and we are super happy to be back. So get excited for that. Come on out. If you're not busy tonight, come on out to the Auburn Jungle and support the team. And we've also got another game coming up on Friday against the University of Louisiana Monroe Warhawks that is going to be on Friday, same time, same place. We've also got the ladies game against Georgia Southern to open up their season. That's going to be on Thursday at 7 p.m. as well. So uh, you got plenty of plenty to do as a student. You have your uh, responsibility to come support the team. You got three opportunities uh, still left this week to do so. And then, of course, we got Mississippi State coming to town at 11 a.m. on Saturday. It will be cold once again, even in that sunshine. So I would recommend. Bundling up, I think I'm going to wear my hockey jersey uh, that just freshly arrived yesterday. So uh, I get excited for that. Auburn has got to win this one to stay alive in the West, and I like their chances against Mississippi State team um, that they have dominated in years past. But let's not get complacent and uh, let's play every game like it's our last. Knock on wood. Get out there and uh, be out there and be loud for the Mississippi State offense. Be quiet for the Auburn offense. And, you know, you know the drill. So we're, it's going to be a really exciting uh, month. I mean, we talk about how what how good of a sports month October is, but it's going to be a really fun November for sports as well now that baseball is is uh, gone away until the spring. Any intriguing matchups this weekend? Anything to look out for that could potentially change the climate? Isn't Ohio State is playing – I feel like they're playing someone big this weekend. It might they? be the Michigan State game. It, is it the Michigan State game? Which is less important now that Michigan well, yeah, State lost. Michigan State to lost to this, Purdue. This, no, this. Ohio State is playing Purdue. That's who they're playing. Uh-oh. The infamous spoiler makers, if you will, because – Purdue has, uh, yes, of course, as an unranked team, has 17 wins against a uh, top five opponent in the past, I think, in this decade. If they are, that's nuts. They may not be the kind to compete for the playoff spot, but if you are the kind to compete for the playoff spot, and the Purdue Boilermakers are on your schedule, you you know, 
clench your teeth, say your prayers, and hope that they do not come and destroy your season single-handedly. And they usually do it in pretty embarrassing fashion. I yeah, think it's never remember. close. It's never close. We remember the Ohio State game a couple of years ago uh, with the super fan whose name I can't remember, unfortunately, passed Tyler away. Tyler Trent. Tyler Trent, yes. Um, the motivation the Purdue Boilermakers had for that game, that was amazing to watch. Ohio State go down like that. So hopefully to, hopefully it happens to them again this year. You know? It'll be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, we got some exciting matchups this weekend. We got North Carolina, who are coming off a win against Wake Forest. will be trying Oof. to spoil Pittsburgh's season as well, knock them off the pole. Cincinnati is going to have to travel down to Tampa to keep their undefeated season alive against the Bulls of USF. Probably pretty easy. Michigan will be traveling to Penn State. I think Penn State is doing a twist on the whiteout game where they're doing all white except for one blue stripe across the stadium to uh, make it look like a helmet. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Kind of a second whiteout. Good luck to Penn State. We're big fans of them here. Yep. Very much so. Second favorite trip this year. Oklahoma and Baylor in a big, big 12 matchup. That is, uh, of course, at 11 a.m. because we can't have anything nice. Um, that will be Baylor, who kind of squandered their season last week by losing at TCU, but I think they could uh, live with that if they beat Oklahoma this weekend, who is still undefeated, 9-0. Which we are—I personally am hoping for that upset because I would like to see Oklahoma out of the playoffs just as a, a personal preference. Mississippi State will be traveling to Auburn. As I said, Mississippi State 5-4, and 3-3 three and three in conference. Auburn 6-3, and 3-2 three, three and two with the SEC record. Over-under set at 50. Auburn's favored by 5.5 in this one. Will Rogers is your leading pastor in that matchup. He's thrown for 3,300 yards so far this season and 23 touchdowns. That could be our, our Achilles heel there because our secondary can get exploited uh, after a while. I think we've seen that in the past. So watch out for that. Train up, cornerbacks. We're relying on you. Play deep. Wisconsin is going to look to secure the big – I don't know if it's secure, secure, but make a good case for their Big Ten West championship, a trip to Indianapolis uh, with a uh, game against Northwestern this weekend. They'll be hosting the Wildcats in Camp Randall up in Madison. Georgia will be traveling up to Rocky Top to take on a Tennessee team. Oh, Um could go. Should could, we? Should we? Should we? Should we put that game on our radar? Yeah, I the mean, Tennessee Volunteers are. I mean, they haven't delivered, but they've been putting up some pretty impressive fights. Uh, if they didn't absolutely blow it in the fourth quarter against Alabama, they 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 could have made their case there. They put up a good fight against Ole Miss, almost won that game. But I think Hendon Hooker is the is better than both Georgia qu- quarterbacks, but I also don't think the best quarterback is going to win this game. So that's true. We shall see. Uh, some more Big Ten action. Minnesota and Iowa will be squaring off. It also has some Big Ten West implications. Michigan State will get a bounce-back game against the Terrapins of Maryland. Texas A&M will be traveling to Oxford to play Ole Miss. Vanderbilt will be hosting Kentucky. Fresno State will be hosting New Mexico. NC State's traveling to Winston-Salem to take on the now one-loss Wake Forest. Notre Dame has to road trip to Charlottesville to take on the Cavs of Virginia. Oklahoma State will be hosting TCU to keep their Big 12 championship hopes alive. Washington State will be traveling to Eugene as Oregon looks to remain in the playoff picture. And San Diego State will be hosting the uh, Wolfpack of Nevada to try to uh, get to uh, New Year's Six Bowl, I think, is is the ultimate goal for the Aztecs. And that's all your ranked match- or your, your ranked teams in action 
this weekend in college football. When we come back, we will get to a little more sports action and a whole lot more as uh, there's still a lot to get to. we got 30 minutes left of the show today, so keep it right here. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday morning here. Compact Discourse, I'm hanging out with Chris and Daniel this fine Tuesday morning. Plenty to get excited about, including a UPC event and the weather. That's how we're going to kick things off, starting off our 9.30 to 9.45 segment. So keep it right here on WEGL, as uh, there's still plenty of good content left to come. Why So Serious comes on at... 5 p.m. tonight until 7 p.m. with the Root Brothers and JP. So you aren't going to want to miss that. Keep it right here on the Big 91. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Daniel Locke and Chris Tobias, hanging out with you on a Tuesday morning right now in Auburn, Alabama. It is 67 degrees and sunny, so it has warmed up about 20 degrees since you woke up this morning. As what this sun is going to do today, as we are looking at a high of 74, 69 degrees is your morning temperature. Afternoon temp is going to get to 70 it's going to cool off when the clouds roll in this evening. Sun's going to set, of course, at 4.44 p.m. Thanks to daylight savings time. Evening temp will be 53 and an overnight temp of 49. So bundle up indeed. UV index sitting at 3, so there will be a little bit of sunshine today. Clear skies, plenty of visibility, and like I said, that early sunset. So please plan accordingly if you have anything planned this evening. That is, of course, your Auburn weather report for the bottom of the hour. And if you do have something planned tonight, there's plenty of to do tonight, including the basketball game. There's also War Damn Coffee Jam that is coming back from 6 to 9 p.m. Tuesday night. Mama Mocha's Coffee, Donuts from University Donut Company, Popcorn from Auburn Popcorn Company, all for free for Auburn students. That is coming up tonight, War Damn Coffee Jam on Sanford Lawn, brought to you by our friends over at UPC. I think our friend Dylan as well is going to be running some AV and stage work and, you know, all that good stuff that he knows how to do but no one else knows how to do for the War Damn Coffee Jam. That is tonight on Sanford Lawn. Plenty of music, plenty of coffee, plenty of, you know, nice autumn vibes. It's going to be a nice chilly night to drink a hot cup of coffee on the Sanford Lawn. Leaves are falling. You know, it's been a while since we've gotten a nice autumn, so I'm, I'm here for it. All right, uh, another event coming up this week brought to you by UPC, our friends over at the University Program Council, November 10th, 7 p.m. at the Student Activity Center. That's over behind the swimming building. UPC presents Casino Night. Vegas is coming to Auburn this Wednesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. in the Student Activity Center. Come play poker, blackjack, slot machines, and more over at the Student Activity Center, courtesy of UPC, from 7 to 10 p.m. That is going to be... Casino night over at the uh, Student Activity Center. So check that out if you uh, feel so inclined to uh, engage in one of the lovely free events that UPC puts on year-round for the awesome students here at Auburn University. Another event you can check out is the Spirit Week for the College of Engineering. Uh, There's going to be free breakfast over on the Gavin Garden at the Brown Copal Center or the the BK or the BSAC, however you refer to it. All engineering students are invited to that one. That's from 8 to 10 a.m. or 8 to 11 a.m. today. So, Chris, you might have some time to grab some after uh, the show today. Indeed. I think there might be some waffles or something going on over at the, the Gavin Garden, which I think is a good name for it. Um, and, yeah, that's coming up. 
We've also got Auburn Soccer will be hosting Samford in the NCAA tournament Friday yeah. at 5 p.m. Let's go, ladies. That is Auburn's first NCAA tournament game since 2018, so this is a big deal. Auburn Soccer is back, and we are hosting a NCAA tournament game. We're going dancing once again, and that's going to do it for your campus announcement for this morning. Um, so, Go support the team. Hope those were relevant to you out there in Radio Land. All right. What's up, fellas? How are we feeling about uh, this week? Feeling pretty good. Daniel, what's your test in today? Uh, nutrition. Nutrition. Yep. Interesting. The uh, the semester is closing in real fast. It's like it's Auburn like we're in folks. a trash compactor. The walls just close in every day. Yep, yep. Um, just about two more weeks until Thanksgiving, and then after that, a uh, week or two of studying and then finals. And then we're we're out here, and then some of us permanently, including yours truly. Um, that's uh, going to be I'm, so sad. I'm out the door. I'm waving goodbye to my college days on to the uh, greener, greener pastures. Greener pastures. So, so uh, today's a big day for you, Chris? It is a big day for me today. Me and my, my, ten, my nine other uh, compatriots um, of the Army ROTC War Eagle Battalion, the MS-5s, uh, or at least those that are graduating in December. Today we find out our job. Uh, so this is a moment I've been waiting four and a half years for. Needless to say, I am nervous and very excited. So shout out to the Magnificent Ten. Um, if you are listening to the show, I don't know. But if you are, uh, much love to my, my Army ROTC brethren and then all those that are MS4s and below. Keep pushing. It's worth the wait. So today's big day. Big day for Chris. Big day for Daniel as well. It's test day. Oh, yeah. School comes first. School comes first indeed. All right, yeah. So uh, I hope everyone is enjoying the uh, the autumn weather. Like I said, it's uh, not often we get such a um, textbook autumn here in uh, in Auburn, Alabama. It's kind of it's like a Norman Rockwell painting outside today. So enjoy it if you haven't had the opportunity already. And of course, plenty of opportunities to enjoy it, whether that be standing in line for a basketball game or hanging out at the War Dam Coffee Jam tonight. All right, um, with the, with the holiday season, we of course uh, we have to talk about. The, the big one or ones that come up at the end of the year um, because they're already starting to make headlines. This one coming off the wire from yesterday, a Georgia judge has banished Elf on the Shelf from his county in what? Georgia. Yeah, this is uh, hot off the wire. A Georgia, ju- a Georgia judge has <laughs> issued a tongue-in-cheek order banishing the Elf on the Shelf, a recent Christmas tradition, from his county. Cobb County Superior Judge Court Robert Leonard tweeted, the text of an order banishing Elf on the Shelf, a small elf that reports the actions of children to Santa Claus in the run-up to Christmas due to Christmas. it posing a risk to the emotional health and well-being of Cobb's young children. It makes you behave. What's wrong with that? Well, yeah. It's, life's about, I think it was a silly joke. Life's about carrots and sticks, you know? Sometimes you need a stick, and the Elf on the Shelf's a stick. There's glass eggs, there's metal eggs, and there is bouncy eggs. Did you guys have Elf on the Shelf growing up? No, but uh, I have a story where, um, let's say, uh, an acquaintance of mine in the past, I, I don't really talk to anymore, but I was friends with them, uh, and they had a younger relative, and I almost spoiled the illusion of Christmas because I didn't get the Elf on the Shelf at the time because uh, growing up, we did not do that for our Christmas tradition, so I didn't know what it was. Uh, and so 
we were talking about Elf on the Shelf, and I said, why does it matter? I said, I said some comment like that, and then the entire family looked at me with a very stern look. Like while you had just the ruined young, Christmas. I almost did. The, young, the youngest relative was confused as to why I was questioning the elf. Uh, but I quickly recovered and, and I said, uh, I, well, well, clearly the elf needs to relay the information back to Santa yeah. Claus. I'm being so silly, I forgot. Do you, do you yet it, let it use the landline or do you make it carry a cell phone? What's, I, what's, the, what's the question? I almost spoiled Christmas for a, a young, young, young uh, middle schooler, sixth grader who still believed in Christmas. I did not want to be the one to, uh, to be that person. But uh, I think they've caught on now. But I, I was almost that person. So that's I mean, my story. That's my story with Elf on the Shelf. You got to be that one person at least once in your life to someone. It's inevitable. When I was in third grade, some eighth grader ruined it for me on the bus. So I'm never going to forgive that kid. See, I didn't want to be that kid. I didn't want to be the kid on the bus. <laughs> I didn't want to be I don't Daniel's know where that bus. kid's at now. I don't even know his name, but I hope he is he's, miserable. I hope he's on the naughty list. I hope he's yes. on the Well, clearly, if the Elf on the Shelf is looking at him, he's going to be on the naughty list. Hopefully, eternally eternally for ruining the illusion of Christmas or the magic of Christmas. And I, for one, am very excited for that feeling to come back. Yes, me too. This Cobb County judge uh, elaborated on his decision. Inexplicably, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When these elves do not move, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. Leonard tweeted that his order was a, quote, gift to tired parents. He explained the families who loved their elves can feel free to keep them. I remember what I said. I remember what I said now, uh, if we have time, Jack. Sure thing. Um, so the elf will, I don't, I, the lore is like the elf will mess up the room mm-hmm. if you're naughty or something, right? Yeah. And I think that said kid's room was messed up. And I, I said, how would that elf do that? <laughs> and everyone looked at me. Uh, and could not believe what the the heresy that I had just spouted from my mouth against the Christmas tradition. Um, I did not get it. I did not know that was a thing, and I almost ruined it. I was like, well, the elf didn't do that. It can't. It's a toy. <laughs> it's just a it's, a, it's a sack full of sand. <laughs> I was almost that guy. I, I, it came back to me. All right, another piece of news I'd like to share with you, uh, a moose on the loose uh, type of story, if you will. A, uh, a a moose, indeed, has uh, gotten loose and taken a stomp around the South Dakota State University football field. South Dakota State University police issued an alert on Facebook warning of a, of course, loose moose in Brookings, South Dakota, and the animal immediately made it to the school's campus. The moose was estimated to be one to two years old. Um, so here's a video of a, a moose running around the uh, San Diego State South Dakota. It'd be very weird if it was San Diego Diego. uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits um, uh, football stadium. Uh, Emmett Kaiser, the regional supervisor for South Dakota Game, Fish, and Park, said the school's police and other law enforcement agencies worked together to try to guide the moose out of town, but the animal unexpectedly turned and ran to the Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium to take a run on the football field. Kaiser said the moose was eventually escorted out of town to the west, which kind of sounds like they shot it. Um, they sad. did not shoot them. escorted out of town I to am, the west. I am reading the the paper. They did not shoot the moose. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Uh, did you know that 
in places like Alaska and whatnot, you can call uh, out of work if a moose is by your car. Because they're so dangerous that they would rather you stay home than try and get the moose out of the way. So you're excused from work uh, until the situation is resolved if there's a moose around your vehicle and whatnot. Man. I learned that a while ago. I'd, I'd, I'd get a lot, of, a lot of mileage out of that excuse if I was in <laughs> moose country. I think you would have to provide an excuse, maybe a... A moose excuse. Moose excuse. If you will. To get out of work, yes. But I've... I've I learned that a while ago because they're super dangerous. This just in, Davis sports animal cruelty. (laughs) (laughs) Moose on the loose. Beautiful Um, creatures. So, yeah, that is uh, what's going on. I mean, obviously, I think South Dakota State may have eaten beaten the bison of NDSU this weekend. So maybe maybe this is a rally moose. It might be a a new tradition uh, coming up in the, what is it, the, I don't know, the Mount Rushmore State. Well, they should, they should, uh, if that ends up being like, a thing, right? Maybe they should rebrand from the Jackrabbits boo to the South Dakota State Moose. The Moose. Moosin. Is it Moose or Moosin? It's probably just Moose. Uh, is there a football mascot that is a Moose? If you think about it, they run heavy. Uh, they can truck you and and they uh, you powerful. can you can call that a work if one's in your driveway. Yeah. Just like football <laughs> players. Just like football All right. Players. So uh, we'll keep it right here on the Big 91. Just rip that dial off your radio and we'll be back with some more of the show. Keep it right here on 91.1 FM. That is WEGL, your home for Auburn Student Run Radio. I'm Jack Harp, joined alongside Daniel and Chris. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1. Hope you're having fun hanging out with us in the booth with us this morning. It is Tuesday, the 9th of November, 2021. Hope you're having a great start to your day so far, and I hope it just keeps getting better as we roll along through this week, this second week of November. Hope your uh, November challenges are going well. That's right, I did not forget. I know Chris... You uh, took a little run this morning. I trying did. To, trying to get to 100 miles this, this month. I am. I am. Uh, I hit six this morning. I've been keeping it. Every run has been uh, at around an eight, five, give or take 10 seconds, uh, with the shorter ones usually being in the mid sevens. So I've been hitting it, and I feel great. And that's your, your pace for a mile? Uh, for yeah. The, for the, my, mile for the layman? Mile pace. Yes, that is a mile pace. Per mile pace. So Good deal. And uh, everything else going well with your November challenge yeah i uh i finished my first book last weekend but that does not count because i started it before november but i started my second one today so try and have that done before the end of november uh relatively short one so i'm hoping to finish in two weeks good deal yeah i uh i enjoyed reading my book on the plane it was actually a lot better i thought it was gonna be a little dry but it's actually quite riveting um so i hope to uh have some have some independent reading time later on today as i try to get through that also been drinking my water and coffee as is tradition and doing my running as well. I've been going at night when it's cold. So it's uh, I've been able to go a lot further than I can when it's hot because uh, my, my body doesn't, you know, shut down under the uh, intense heat. So of course. it's uh it's been it's been nice. It's been nice to, to get out and uh, 
enjoy the enjoy the cold. So uh, we were talking before the break about moose mascots, right? Um, I found two places that have a moose for a mascot: University of Maine, Augusta, and Utica College in New York. However, the uh, the Mariners, the Seattle Mariners, their mascot is a moose as well. Interesting. The Mariner moose doesn't have a name. Interesting. Um, I still think that it would be a good change from a jackrabbit. I don't know how prominent jackrabbits are to South Dakota culture, so I may just be completely talking out of my rear right now. But, um, you know, if it ends up being a rally moose, that might be a cool switch, and we would be there for that. If they win out, you can definitely uh, attribute it to that. The rally moose. Rally moose. Oh, what if it makes an appearance after the uh, before the next game and they win it again? I think they should just adopt it. They should like, just let loose the moose every game day. Yeah. yeah. Let loose the moose. I like that. <laughs> That's I, a good one. I enjoy that. Yeah, so the the moose on San, uh, almost said it again. South Dakota State University's campus could just be the future of uh of, of sports out there in the prairie states. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um as as uh, Chris did confirm over the break, the Jackrabbits did indeed defeat the Bison of North Dakota State, the perennial powerhouse. So twenty-seven to nineteen. I think there's plenty of merit to this rally moose situation. Yeah, uh, for you know the Dakota games always seem to be underrated. Uh, for FBS, uh, they are always very entertaining. Uh, don't get a lot of attention though because they're not that national spotlight. Except, what was it? Was it two years ago where they college game day was in North Dakota? Uh, yes, it was recently because Pat McAfee did did a thing out there. He's he's a, he's a Jackrabbits fan, despite going to WVU. But yeah, I think huh. I think people people are catching on, and everyone's talking about with all this conference realignment how how North Dakota State should move up. But I think I think they're chilling. I think. They're they're winning every year. They don't they don't need to move up. They they they'd get lost in the rabble over here in the FBS. They might get invited up though, um, just with how things are been changing around so much. I don't think it's out of the question. Maybe they want to go up and build uh, the same type of notoriety as the Iowa teams do, where they are a contender maybe but they usually more spoiling seasons type thing I, I think we could see the dakotas become that if they they come to the big leagues i'm with jack i kind of hope they stay put yeah i mean it makes sense but you know there's always a higher mountain top it's up to you if you want to climb it good point good call chris all right uh champion classic is that tonight it is um college basketball is starting off with an Unbelievable start. We've got Mount St. Mary's taking on Villanova tonight, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. That's today, actually. Um, so uh, that's the number four team in the country. Akron will be going to number 17, Ohio State. Central Connecticut will be playing at number 24, UConn. Number three, Kansas, will be playing Michigan State in the Champions Classic in Madison Square Garden in New York. Kansas favored by four in that one. Purdue will be hosting Bellarmine. Number seven, Purdue, so they're they're one to watch. Texas Southern will be playing Oregon. UT Martin will be playing Tennessee. North Carolina will be hosting Loyola, Maryland. Maryland will be hosting Quinnipiac. Uh, St. Bonnie will be hosting Siena out in New York. Illinois will be hosting Jackson State from Mississippi. 
Tennessee Tech will be traveling to the FedEx Forum to play the Memphis Tigers. Houston will be hosting Hofstra in the Fertitta Center. Uh, Arkansas will be hosting Mercer. That's number 16, Arkansas. Auburn's hosting Moorhead State, as we all know. Gonzaga will be hosting Dixie State out of Utah. Uh, Houston Baptist will be playing the number five in the country, uh, Texas Longhorns in the Frank Irwin Center. Louisiana Tech will be traveling to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama in Coleman. They're ranked number 14. Number 25, Virginia, will be playing Navy in Charlottesville. Um, CSU Bakerfield, the Condors, I believe, will be heading to UCLA, the number two team in the country, for a uh, California matchup at 10 p.m. Central Time. And the game of the day tonight at 8.30 uh, Central Time on ESPN in Madison Square Garden. It is the main event. The Kentucky Wildcats and the Duke Blue Devils will be squaring off in the State Farm Champions Classic as men's basketball gets off to a roaring start here tonight already with some top 10 matchups to kick off your season so men's basketball is back baby josh rothstein your time has come uh tell me avid jungle fan what tournament is the auburn tigers taking place in oh they're doing one right i'm glad you asked it's not it's not for like another month i don't think it's not until uh thanksgiving week Ah. all right so we got uh Louisiana Monroe coming up on Friday. We got South Florida coming up in Tampa on November 19th, Friday before the South Carolina game. The Battle for Atlantis, uh, spelled with the number four, of course, because of the number of teams in the tournament. There are more than four teams in the tournament. Um, But that is going to be in Paradise Island, Bahamas at the Atlantis Resort. Uh, They're going to set up the court in the ballroom, as is tradition. No Maui trip this year, but I think uh, just as good of a trip to the Bahamas. Auburn will be playing at UConn on the Wednesday before um, the Thanksgiving on the 24th. They also have a chance to play Loyola, Chicago, Michigan State, Arizona State, Baylor, Syracuse, or Virginia Commonwealth University on Thursday and Friday. So that is a tournament that we shall see uh, what transpires over uh, in, in Atlantis. Man, I wish that uh, I wish that Auburn USF game was uh, the following week so I could go watch it. Well, uh, we've also got UCF coming to Auburn Arena on uh, December 1st. We've got the Yale Bulldogs coming on Saturday, December 4th. Um, we've got Nebraska in Atlanta, holiday hoops giving. That's the 11th. we got North Alabama on December 14th. That's a home game. Traveling to play the Billikens as part of a home-and-home home that we started last year. That will be St. Louis in St. Louis, Missouri at 8 p.m. on December 18th. And then to round out your 2021 schedule, we will be playing Murray State on the Wednesday before Christmas. That's the 22nd in Auburn Arena. And we'll kick off the conference schedule really early this year on the 29th of December. That's a Wednesday against the LSU Tigers in Auburn Arena. So that is your Auburn basketball 2021 schedule. And we'll hit the conference schedule in 2022. It's coming up fast already. So, yeah. Indeed. You've got to make a statement in non-con before you hit the SEC, which is going to be very competitive this year. I'm excited to see what old Hillman has to say about Auburn basketball's uh, potential this this year. It's so. pretty electric. can be, but, you know, uh, that was the thought last year, too, and if I, if I recall correctly, we did not perform to our potential. Uh, most dangerous word in sports is potential, so. Well, I feel like they were kind of not very motivated because they knew they were playing Fair enough. nothing. Fair enough. Yep. The the lack of the postseason 
could have done that mentally. But, you know, we had Sharif Cooper, so. I, I wish he'd come back. Yeah, that was last year. SEC has five ranked teams, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, and Tennessee are going to be your five ranked teams in the SEC to start the season. But as we know, uh, basketball rankings mean little, little less than nothing as we kick off the series. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on that, how the teams perform in non-con, and hopefully Auburn can uh, keep that undefeated record back into all the way into 2022 like they did in the 2019-2020 season. So we're looking forward to that, and we're wishing the guys good luck as we get on with the Auburn basketball season tonight. If you're going to the game, keep in mind a few things. Student entrance is located next to the main entrance. First come, first serve, general admission seating. No seat saving is allowed. After the bleachers are full, standing room only admission will be available. Face coverings are required while inside the arena. Backpacks are not allowed. And as a reminder, students should not share their university credentials or login information with anybody but yourself. Doors will open at 90 minutes prior to the announced tip-off time. That is 5.30 tonight. So we hope to see you all there. Be loud. Be part of the loudest roar in the country as yeah. Auburn, the Auburn Jungle returns for the first time since March 4th, 2020, tonight in Auburn Arena. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Um, Daniel? War Eagle. Uh, War Eagle, indeed. Listen to Cheetah Print tomorrow at 8 p.m. with myself and Smackwater Jack, or Jack Hart, as you know him here in Callback Discourse. Yeah, might just be worth your time. As Wait, is. actually, I'm sorry. No game tomorrow. No game tomorrow. Uh, support women's volleyball. Volleyball. Support the volleyball team. Go support them, and then listen to Cheetah Print next Wednesday. So do that's that. That's correct. All right, um, so that's going to do it for today's show. As always, I want to thank Chris and Daniel for joining me, as well as Davis earlier in the show. Thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode of Combat Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether it be from your radio antenna, from WeagleFM.com, or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA break-free. Wherever podcasts are heard, just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU, that's C-D-I-S-C-A-U, for links to the podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show. Join the conversation on Auburn's only student-run morning show. You might also want to get a hook. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok here at the station, W-E-G-L underscore A-U. That's the at for Twitter, under, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, WEGL underscore AU, our dedicated team of marketing professionals, is working tirelessly to provide you high-quality content of the station. And with that, for Jack Carr, Daniel Locke, Chris Tobias, and Davis Carroll, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We'll talk at you Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. for the next edition of the show. As always, this is Jack Hart signing off. War Eagle, see you tonight in the jungle, and let's go 1-0.